The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Farmer, psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, author, and teacher, and I'll be exploring with you ways to connect with spirit animals, ancestors, spirits of nature, how to heal from trauma, and many other topics. So stay tuned. Well, hello again. This is Dr. Stephen Farmer, and I welcome you to my podcast, Healing for Your Soul. And we're exploring all sorts of different territories on this uh, on this program. So I hope you are enjoying it, and you will continue to continue to enjoy it. And uh, I have a guest today that I think you're going to find uh, has some very interesting experiences as a professional. And uh, her name is Katie Brunig. And I'm going to read directly from her uh, bio so you get an idea of uh, what Katie's up to. I think you're going to find it's going to be very, very interesting and helpful. Uh, Her website, if you are interested, is Katie, K-A-T-Y, healingarts.com. And I do advise you to go ahead and check it out and see what she's up to. She's got a lot going on, quite a talented uh, talented woman that is doing a lot of work in uh, the direction of healing as many people as possible, as much as we can do in one lifetime. <laughs> Katie is a shamanic practitioner and uh, is set to be one of the first 100 Oregon State licensed psilocybin excuse me, facilitators. And that's going to be showing up this month. It's just a new program. She has served as a board member of the Society for Shamanic Practice and as a community leader for their Shamanism Without Borders program. She's been a licensed massage therapist for over 20 years with a real love of tending to community and a passion for supporting others in their healing journey. Katie maintains a private practice in Portland, Oregon, and and in October of 2022, Katie began a six-month intensive training with InnerTrek to become a licensed psilocybin facilitator. Katie has completed the PowerPath School of Shamanism one-year shamanic studies program, as well as the PowerPath Advanced Practitioner Trainings. She has a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition and a Certificate in Massage Therapy. She has studied with the Curanderos of Veracruz, the Shipibo of the Amazon, and the Huichal of Mexico. Wow, Katie, welcome to the show, and thanks for uh, thanks for coming on as a guest. Appreciate it. Mm, what an honor! Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm very impressed with uh, all the work that you've done. Like we talked just before we began the program, you know, you keep yourself mm-hmm. pretty busy. 
Yeah, <laughs> <So, laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, and now you've taken a, a new adventure as a psilocybin facilitator, and you've been involved in the training for that, and you are preparing to start offering that. I think, as you mentioned, and you can clarify this if I'm mistaken, but I think you mentioned that there is already a waiting list of people that are interested in doing mm -hmm. that. I suspect not only with you, but with other practitioners who have gone through the training. Is that correct? I would imagine so, yeah. Um, there, I do have a, a wait list that is um, gathering gathering clients. So that is um, up and coming. And I'm sure that the other people who I've trained with also have wait lists ongoing where everyone's pretty excited about, well, you know, a lot of people are pretty excited about this coming to oh, Oregon. Oh, so many. Yeah. So many. And as I mentioned to you, and you're, you're very familiar with it, I'm sure is Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind. Mm -hmm. you know, which he, yeah. He's a, he's one of my favorite authors as well. He's written some other stuff that uh, mm -hmm. very engaging, very good writer. And one thing I like about him is he doesn't just talk about the um, subject of his writing. He actually experiences it. So I think that's mm -hmm. a that's yeah. a, a unique way of uh, creating a, a really good book like that. I want to back up a little bit, though, to uh, shamanic practitioner. How did you get mm -hmm. involved in uh, shamanism? What's a, a bit of your history about mm -hmm. that? Um, you know, my, my interest in shamanism really began um, way pretty, pretty far back in the beginning of my adulthood journey when I was... Um, 19, 20 years old, I went to Mexico. And as in my in my bio, I went to Veracruz. Um, and uh, I had an interesting experience. This was back, and so this was probably 1998, 1999. And I had a, a letter from my doctor that I had, um, that I had the potential to have cancer. So I was 18 wow. years old, and I was studying uh, anthropology, and I was studying Spanish. I was going with my anthropology and Spanish professors to their land, which they were um, they were uh, making it. They were it had been ranch land, and they were trying to reclaim it as native rainforest land. And we were going to study anthropology of the region and Spanish of the region. And we got there, and in the the fire of their communal home was this family of snakes that had actually set up a home in this in this fireplace and they their immediate response was we need to call the local curanderos and have them come in and and mm. clean out and heal out the 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 energy here for the people who are arriving and so these this family of curanderos came in and they did a ceremony and they cleared out the snakes and um, me and a few of other students were just like I know. I'm pretty sure I was in weeping. awe. Yeah. You know, yeah. I and that most of the class was honestly not paying any attention to what was going on. They were, you know, kind of frolicking around, and and here I we were just jaw dropped and and weeping at these this what we had witnessed. And I, I didn't even really know what it was at that time in my life, but I was interested in studying anthropology. And so so this happened, and then they I told them about the um, my health concerns at that time, and they said, well, you can study with these people as part of your your training here if you'd like and you could you know hmm. they could give you a healing as well um you could meet with the family so it's a family structure of healers that's how the kiranderos work in that region so it was um i think five brothers and sisters and um got to have a, an amazing time studying with them and i got to have an incredible healing with them my first ever 
real experience with energy and any type of shamanic work. Um, they did a healing with water, never touched my body, you know, so it was all above my body. And it was just, it was a very profound experience for me. It was the first time I think that I ever felt energy where I was, I remember being in the room with them and feeling like if I went this way, I could see the pattern in the room. You know, if I moved to my right, the whole room moved to the right, right? I could see the waveforms huh. and and I was like, what is this? You know, <laughs> just a, as a young woman, I was like, what is going on? And um, the, so I really... The, uh, true. The true yeah. definition of awesome. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. big awe. And um, so I loved it. And I came back from that experience and um, dropped out of college. <laughs> My parents were like, you know, what is she doing? And I was like, I, I just, I want to be, you don't want to study these people. I want to be like these people. I want to be a healer. This is what I want to do with my life. And, and I was clear medically. So whatever they had done, you know, worked. Mm. So that was Beautiful. another big awe for me. Um, and I, I researched massage schools and I like picked up my life and moved to Santa Fe, you know, I was young and carefree and um, never been to Santa Fe before and moved to Santa Fe to explore the healing arts. Um, and so that's really how my whole interest in indigenous and shamanic healing work, it really started with that. That, that was the yeah the spark plug and that and, was the spark plug. I, I yeah. think that uh, often uh, if through whatever the experiences we're called to do this kind of work, harmonic yeah. work or or healing work of some sort, mm -hmm. uh, and especially because it affected you so deeply. Yeah. <laughs> to to witness the clearing of the snakes and also <laughs> and the clearing of, and a personal of level. Health. Yeah. Yeah, on a personal level. And so then you moved to Santa Fe and mm -hmm. from somewhere in there, you moved to Portland. <laughs> yeah. So there's a big stretch of time in there, but yeah, I moved around for a while. I uh, became a mother and um, settled, ended up settling down in Portland. I, I finished, I did end up finishing my undergraduate degree and my parents were pretty happy about that. I got my undergraduate degree in uh, from Bastyr university in outside of Seattle. Um, and um, had my daughter in Seattle. And then um, when she was about kin almost kindergarten age, I always wanted to come back to Oregon. I, I had moved to Oregon. Um, that's where I was studying anthropology initially. And so I always wanted to come back to Oregon. And so I decided to really put down roots here um, before she kind of started school. So, so I ended back some... here. And, you, and that's how you ended back in uh, Oregon yeah. or Portland specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, beautiful state, though. You know, I've been to Portland. I've been mm -hmm. to parts of Oregon. It's a, not a bad place to settle if you're going to settle. Oh, yeah. I just fell in love with it. I grew up in the yeah, Midwest. Yeah. So so coming here sure. was um, just, you know, it was just so beautiful and all the different, you know, I was just fascinated that here in one tiny little state, we could have seven different climate zones. You know, it's like we have the high desert and we have the I didn't know that coast and we have the mountains and we have the valley it's just you know there's lots of diversity in terms of uh, landscape and mm -hmm, it's very beautiful and um you caught me when you said you grew up in the midwest where what mm -hmm. state wisconsin oh wisconsin mm -hmm. well we're right next door mm -hmm. iowa i grew up in iowa, iowa. oh where, okay uh, yeah okay. yeah good old mid midwestern people good old know. midwestern people <laughs> 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 iowa being 
it's for its corn, and I mean not just uh -huh. the vegetable. <laughs> yeah. Peter <laughs> so, Iowa, yes. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, and then you received your uh, license as a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. And at what point did you begin a practice offering the trainings that you've had in shamanism to others? Oh, uh, that was about five years ago now. I think I graduated from the Power Path. Um, so I've been doing that work and since then, seven years, I've been doing that work pretty continually since then. Yeah. And then you, you combine that, you, you also offer massage. Yeah, I do body work. Therapist. Yes, body I do. Work. I do massage and body work. I do, um, I do lots of different, I do cranial sacral. Um, I also do house clearings and house blessings, um, that's been a really, since, since doing my, uh, shamanic study, that's been a really interesting, fascinating, could be a whole other conversation. Um, something that I really enjoy. Um, and so I do house clearings and house blessings. I've done some weddings and I've officiated some weddings. And so the shamanic work, you know, it can really go into many yeah, different good. facets of, you know, my clients' lives. If I'm, if I'm needing to, if they're needing some, support or services in another way. I've did a, um, recently I've done some lay ceremonies for people who have passed away and they've, you know, people who have wanted a different type of, um, ceremony to honor their loved ones. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm there to support my community. Um, that, that's the word that comes to mind is community is you're very oriented mm -hmm. in that way is to serve mm -hmm. the community. And mm -hmm. it is, uh, uh, it's a service. Any of what you described is a service to others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You very an admire honor. that. Yeah. You're very dedicated yeah. to that. I, I've only had one experience in, in my work where I was asked to do a house clearing mm -hmm. and myself mm -hmm. and a colleague, we went and did one and it was, I gotta say, you know, and the report was that, um, mm -hmm. the problems that were indicated to us by this client mm -hmm. had cleared up. Mm -hmm. you know, I should probably be doing a little bit more of that. Maybe I can talk to you further about that at some other point. <laughs> I, we could have probably about yeah. five hours conversation, you know, if we yeah. really went into it. But, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. we're abbreviated by the nature of the uh, the uh, podcast. And then, um, the of course, what that has led to is the training, like you described with the mm -hmm. psilocybin as a mm -hmm. psilocybin facilitator. And there's others doing this also. Is this unique mm -hmm. to Oregon or is it happening in other areas too? Right. So this is, Oregon is the first state um, in the nation. So where a whole state actually came together in 2022, over 2 million people voted for Measure 109, which um, is bringing psilocybin wow. um, services to Oregon. And I believe Colorado just passed something as well. So it will be a two-year, so it passed in, in 2020 and then there was a two-year waiting period for them to get everything together and we're still kind of in that <laughs> a little bit of that waiting period um but i believe colorado it'll be another two years and then they'll be there is i don't i don't have know the details about theirs but i know it's a little bit different than what than how we're doing it here in oregon so yeah we're the first state and yeah there were many counties so within measure 109 there was um another vote that was able to happen right before it where counties could actually opt out. So there are several counties that ended up re-voting and opting out of Measure 109. So it's an interesting 
map of where it will be technically legal in Oregon and where it won't be legal. Um, and um, it, I suspect, I don't know this for sure, but it rubs up against federal um, complications, sure. federal law mm -hmm. and such like that. So again, yeah. not just yourself, but I admire uh, those who voted it yeah. to be available uh, to have the courage to agree to that. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's great. You know, I, I'm a child of the 60s, you know, I, um, and I went through my days with uh, psychedelics, you know, LSD, uh, mushrooms, mescal, you know, you name it, you know, a few of this and a few of that. But it was never done with, um, shall I say, the sacred, you know, mm. that, that there was some healing process that was taking place. I think the best I could say about it is it opened the doors of perception, as Aldous Huxley called it, mm -hmm. you know, the that there's something beyond our usual perception. And now what we're talking about here is actually um, a therapeutic application, although, again, you can't say that, but a therapeutic application mm -hmm. by facilitating these kind of journeys with uh, clients. Uh, what's, uh, how would you describe let me think of the question is how are people affected by this, you know, in the work that's been done in this mm. arena, you mm. know, uh, what have you seen happening or heard of happening? Oh, I have, you know, I, from the um, practicum work that I did in Mexico and the work that um, I saw people do, it was incredibly deep and profound healing that happened for so many people that were there. Um, and I do think, you know, I do, I am so honored by the other people, the other colleagues that I trained with. Um, I do mm. have to say that that was by far my favorite part because it was meeting all these other people who are really willing to go deep and really willing to do the work on themselves to be able mm. to come forward and help to offer that work to other people. Um, so, you know, I mean, just from that, from that week training, I think there were 16 of us on this retreat and, um, you know, we had, we had a woman who was, uh, afraid to give birth. She was really wanting to start a family with her husband and she was, mm. she had this big fear and that was completely released and she's pregnant now. Um, oh, I was wow. able to, so that was like a really beautiful flowering that happened from that experience. Um, there yeah. were some people, there was many, many people, um, who really went, uh, with the psilocybin, with the mushrooms really went deep into their childhood. Um, there were a lot of people that had, you know, significant traumas from their childhood come up and worked through them. Um, in just such a beautiful and vulnerable way. Um, there were people who were, yeah, just dealing with a lot. Um, there were several, there were some teenage, some interesting teenage traumas that came up and people that were just dealing with grief and depression. And, you know, these were all people who are going to be facilitators. So it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily like a, a PTSD group or a, you know, uh, right. treatment resistant depression group, right? We were just, we were the people who were going to become facilitators. So we were there to do whatever came up, right? Um, and well, it was that makes powerful. sense. Like, it was powerful. You have to experience it, you know, especially yeah. something like this. You have to experience it. Mm -hmm. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, 
a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. Yeah, that's something I've uh, come across, you know, is some, um, I, I'm, I won't call it research, but just experiences, you know, with people with what has been called post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. don't like that word. I, I don't think it's a disorder, yeah. you know. I think it's it's a very organized way that the body and, and mm-hmm. the, the, the mind deals with something like that. Mm-hmm. But the carryover is into adulthood as it continues to affect us as adults. So this sounds like it it is has been demonstrated you've seen witnessed it and perhaps even experienced it mm-hmm. the healing of of some pretty deep wounds and especially yeah. childhood wounds yeah yeah it was profound and um yeah and it, it you know again i just keep coming back to that it was so much honor to see these people you know be vulnerable and be willing to go there and we were very open as a group you know and we were lucky in that sense that there was a lot of trust within our group we were sharing a lot you know people were sharing a lot of their deep experiences and um and we were also really lucky in the fact that we did have an integration so another another key aspect of this the psilocybin services in oregon is um you know having an integration afterwards um and we were able to be together for that week. And then we, maybe two weeks after we got back, we had an integration call with everyone. And then I'm still in touch with these people. So we can still touch in with each other and integrate. And I think uh, for anyone, you know, looking to do any type of psychedelic work or psychedelic therapy, having, having integration set up afterwards with someone, anyone, you know, to be able to process afterwards is really important as well. I like that. I, I like uh, hearing that. I was curious. I was going to ask about that. You know, yeah, sorry to get ahead of you. Yeah. No, not at all. Not no need for apologies. I'm just uh, thanks for bringing that up because mm-hmm. it would seem, you know, after such an intense experience, mm-hmm. that you would it would be useful to have some sort of follow up. And it sounds like there's the continuity continues that you can mm-hmm. still contact some of these people that you work with, your colleagues that you worked with, which I think is great. Well, yeah. there's a, there's other elements uh, like MDMA. You know, I've I've mm-hmm. not read a lot or researched yeah. a lot, but MDMA is <clears throat> apparently being used quite a with, with veterans. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people who've been in war and have suffered the wounds of that sort of a trauma. Yeah. And uh, the other one that uh, has kind of made the news lately is ketamine, which I absolutely mm-hmm. know nothing about other than yeah. the word, and it's uh, now being used therapeutically. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about uh, either of those, MDMA or ketamine, as to what's um, going on? A, a little bit. I know, um, I do know some people, some therapists specifically, people who are, you know, licensed therapists um, or trained in a, as a licensed therapist um, that use the MDMA with psilocybin um, as a really... Um, powerful combination tool. I think that the MDMA, I'm not, I'm not real versed in this, but my basic understanding is the MDMA allows uh, more talking, right? Whereas the psilocybin is really a very, especially the way that we're trained here in Oregon, it's a very um, internal model, right? So it's headphones on, headphones, eye shades, 
um, you know, going inward and their facilitator is there. You don't have to have the headphones or the eye shades, but that's kind of the model is to really go in. Whereas the MDMA really helps the processing and the talking aspect of it. Um, so people, people will really start talking with MDMA and they'll, um, you know, they'll, they'll go into their childhood stuff with processing with someone who's there with them. Um, whereas the psilocybin and the organ model is really about, you know, uh, your own inner healer, right? Finding your own inner answers with the medicine, having the medicine sort of help you to do the healing. And the facilitator is really there for support. Um, I don't know much about ketamine. Um, it's, I think it's pretty popular here in Oregon as well. Many people did it for their practicum. So some of my classmates did it for their practicum here and everyone had a great experience. Like it's, um, I, I hear it really blasts you off. <laughs> so, oh, okay. You know, psilocybin is pretty earthy. You know, it's very grounded yeah. and it's it's nice to be around the earth. And um, and ketamine is, I, I hear it's pretty far out there. Um, it's pretty uh, celestial. Yeah, very I guess celestial. You want to yeah, and, and it's only about an hour, right? So you can go of ketamine therapy on your lunch hour. I mean, not that you're going to, but technically it's an hour long. So that is a benefit of, of doing mm. ketamine therapy versus psilocybin where you're in a session for four, six, eight hours, you know. So after lunch, you just grab your briefcase and get back to work and <laughs> <laughs> with maybe a different attitude. Or something like. I can't imagine. I, I, don't but... know, I don't know. You you know more than I do about ketamine and you know, yeah. certainly MDMA, but uh, I, you know, I want to keep the focus or bring the focus back, mm -hmm. you know, to the psilocybin because mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I, I, I learned over a period of time of abstinence, you know, not doing anything like that and then being intrigued by certain uh, you could say plant medicines, you know, like the, like ayahuasca and like the mushrooms used in mm -hmm. a different way. And I, I actually, um, I, without going into it, I tell this story in, in a book called Healing Ancestral Karma. But um, I had a life-changing experience and a shamanic initiation, mm -hmm. you know, with mushrooms, you know, which mm -hmm. are, psilocybin is the, is the prime ingredient in mushrooms that, um, and really spirit came to me. You know, in a mm -hmm. particular form, it was really fascinating and uh, frankly changed my life. You know, it put me in mm -hmm. a little different direction or solidified mm -hmm. um, the shamanic practice, you know, as the direction that I was to go. And that was a few years back with uh, one mile up on Cone Peak in the Big Sur wilderness area, looking out <laughs> at the ocean and the valley and everything. Mm -hmm. So it was really a prime experience in many ways. So to see, to hear and to see what's happening with therapy being useful for therapy i could see it do you would you describe it as a um i don't know if it's fair to say a spiritual medicine or spirit mm -hmm. is working with you in some way or the spirit of i want to say the plant even though i guess technically it's a fungus but the, <laughs> the spirit of the plant comes to you mm-hmm Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, um, you know, one of the, there's been lots of studies that have been done on psilocybin now, right? With the, how to change, you mentioned how to change your mind. Michael Pollan really goes into the science. Um, one of the, that I, one of the things that I learned with inner track was that there was actually a study done on, on spiritual well-being and psilocybin. And one of the, um, the best indicators of having a positive uh, psilocybin experience is having a spiritual experience or an experience with meeting spirit or an experience with 
oneness. Um, so that is that is a prime indicator of that the that the psilocybin is working is having a spiritual experience, and that's actually mm -hmm. in the scientific studies. So that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool that's that they cool. they've actually studied that, and it's actually you know, and I think a lot of that comes out of um, you know that that psilocybin can be used for um, people who have terminal illness diagnoses um, and have the, have a fear of dying, right? And being able mm. to experience spirit and being able to experience maybe having an experience of oneness often helps that fear to be alleviated when um, with death and dying with their terminal illness. Yeah. I, yeah speaking yeah. of death and dying, I think Terrence McKenna wrote a book, uh, Food of the Gods. And this yeah. was a few, a few yeah. years ago. And yeah. that's actually what prompted me to um, treat this substance differently, mm -hmm. you know, than when I was in college and tripping mm -hmm. and all that stuff. It's like I didn't do that for a long, long time and have mm -hmm. never done it since uh, other than as a, I would consider a sacred medicine. Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, Terrence McKenna said, listen, if you aren't nervous, <laughs> You should be <laughs> because you're going to experience a death. And he didn't mean a literal death, of course, but the death of the ego, the usual self gets sort of just and the way I describe it just kind of stands off to the side. Yeah. You know, and spirit yeah. comes through in some other way. And so I could see how um, incredibly mm -hmm. useful that would be, you know, for the death and dying, you know. And yes. Where do you see this going in the next few years? Mm. You know, I really hope that, um, you know, I really hope that Oregon makes it because <laughs> it's all eyes on Oregon right now. Um, yeah, no pressure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I really hope that it just flourishes, that people are really able to come here for healing, that that it does, you know, I mean, my, my personal beliefs and my personal background, I, I hope that this really helps to awaken our consciousness and you know, awaken yeah. lots of people up and, and really help people heal from lots of things, if nothing else, the last few years that we've all been through on the planet, you know. Um, and I really, I really have, um, I really have a beautiful image of, you know, Oregon really being a little heartbeat of this, you know, and really being mm. able to mm -hmm. um, share this with lots of people so it feels i feel really Good. grateful to you know be here being in the right place at the right time and um being a part of this movement and um and there's a lot that we don't know right i mean and that's that's part of doing something in, that is in some ways brand new right in some ways is also very ancient but there's a lot of stepping into the unknown with where we are right now and so that's part of the beauty of it too right is where here we are co-creating what we want this to look like you know and um and that's very powerful so it's um so it's really exciting it's I, I think there's a lot of a lot of potential um I've had people I've had people contact me from um from all over actually and I I do think that um at least until this grows into other states it will be people will be coming to Oregon from all over the country if not over the world too experience this healing you know um yeah veterans no, it, and, it's, it's yeah 
Well, especially again with uh, uh, people who have wounds that are unhealed yeah. or unhealed wounds. That, yeah. uh, there's hope that in a fairly, a relatively brief period of time with the psilocybin, that they can actually heal from those wounds. Whereas it might take, you know, 10 to 20 sessions of therapy, the usual mm -hmm. therapy or even trauma related therapy uh, to um, affect the healing of those wounds. I mean, there certainly are other ways, too, but I think this right. uh, presents a very dynamic and very exciting, like you said. Mm -hmm. And I might say real creative mm -hmm. uh, process sure. of doing so. Yeah. And um, I, I do hope that it um, will lead to Oregon being a, uh, the, certainly the centerpiece or at least the initiator of this. And then Colorado looks like they're ne mm -hmm. probably next in line. Uh, I don't know. You probably don't know much about California, but do you think we'll ever see it in California? Yeah, of course. I actually, I've read, you know, I'm reading all these studies that the program I did was pretty Western scientific based, which is probably a good balance for my, my spirituality piece of it. Um, but I read a study recently that, you know, I think was done by Harvard or Johns Hopkins, one of the big, one of the big ones. And um, they, they projected that within 10 years, less than it less time that it took for cannabis it will be legal across the united states because there's so much coming out right now on on healing yeah. and mental and we're in a mental health crisis <laughs> the united states Amen. is in a mental cool. health crisis and this is showing potential for treatment resistant depression for childhood traumas for all kinds of things for veterans there's a there is a big um study coming out of uh, OHSU which is Oregon Health and Sciences University which I'm it should be coming out soon which I'm really excited about where they're doing a, a big psilocybin trial with veterans um and trauma and um so yeah I think this study the study said under you know 10 years and I will go with that why not why don't we say 10 years it'll be across the country I, that's great to hear because, uh, you know, I read some research that suggests that there's an amazing amount of depression and anxiety. Yeah. And I, I, I do um, my own premise, really theory, and it's not scientific at all. But uh, as a collective, a lot of us, a lot of humans, the species is feeling a great deal of fear. Of, you know, look at what's going on in the events of the world. Yeah. Or, um, you know, go to Facebook or Instagram or any of the social media or just the news, uh, how uh, easily stimulated that fear can be, you know, so that so there's other platforms, certainly, you know, to work with that fear. But I think one that presents itself, you know, in the psilocybin facilitation of actually experiencing a journey under the guidance of somebody who's trained too. You know, to know what to expect, how to help somebody through, you know, maybe difficult times or whatever. What a blessing that is, I think, mm -hmm. to the to humans, you know, in general. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I think, um, an aspect of the awakening process that mm -hmm. so many people are drawn to right now is that it's an, it's evolutionary, not right. just revolution. I think it's evolutionary. I think our species, humans is moving now into another uh, another way of operating, basically, mm -hmm. you know, from a different state of consciousness. And this certainly can facilitate it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I thank you. Um, we'll close in just a minute or two here. But, uh, you know, later, I'd love to have another uh, session mm -hmm. with you. Here, yes. So to yeah. Speak. Do a follow up. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I love your well, I love your enthusiasm and oh, thank you, you know having come to know you a little bit, uh, I respect you a great deal. And mm, also thank you. that you are one of the forerunners. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on the front end of the charge, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. to introduce this to more and more people as they are called to be introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, I want to give everybody your website and uh, just recap a couple of things about you and the services that you provide, very dedicated to the community. You know, mm-hmm. and it sounds like since age 19 to 20, when you went and didn't know what was going on, <laughs> but <laughs> when somebody could clear the snakes and clear your, your uh, health so yeah. that you're healthy and you're still here and breathing and alive on the planet. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's a knock <laughs> on the head, you know, like, all right, dude, let's get going here. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I'm a, a, I'm largely Irish and English. So, you know, for me, I've got a, a how would I say, you know, um, a thick head. Sometimes I need to be knocked in the head, knocked in the head you know, so, all right, farmer, come on, get on it, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time to move forward here. Okay. Well, let me go to the mountain here and take some mushrooms. Yeah. And <laughs> it was inspired, believe me. Anyway, Katie, K A T Y, healingarts.com. Katie, healingarts.com. So I, I invite everyone who's listening, mm-hmm. you know, to go check out the website, you know, and if mm-hmm. you're interested, set up a session with Katie. You know, it's a, it's a brand, uh, well, brand new. I'd say it's a new use of some sacred medicine. And I use that yeah. term intentionally. It's sacred medicine, like um, other uh, medicines that are coming along, not a whole lot of them, but, you know, certainly mm-hmm. this. And, you know, we've heard some about ayahuasca, some about ketamine, mm-hmm. MDMA, et cetera. But let's focus in on psilocybin because I think uh, this is just a blind opinion, but I think it offers the most of mm-hmm. any of the other substances, in my opinion. And I'm sure you would agree with it, you know, having mm-hmm. gone through the training, et cetera. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Katie Brunig, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate thank it. You. I appreciate what you're what you're doing. So I'd mm. uh, love to have you back at some point, you know, if you're willing mm-hmm. to do so. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. Good. I got your commitment. I got it on. I got yep. it recorded. <laughs> I'll send you that. You go, hey, do you want to come on again? <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, let me show you what you said. <laughs> anyway, I do thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. I appreciate it. So folks who are listening, check her out. Check her out on the website, katiehealingarts.com. Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thanks for joining me, and I hope you join me for future episodes where I'll share some powerful healing practices and meditations, introduce you to some amazing guests and friends of mine who will stop by for some conversation, and on occasion, I'll pull some oracle cards from one of my decks and do readings. I'll also share some of my original music that I'm sure you'll enjoy. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or go to my show page on mindbodyspirit.fm where you can also get the free mobile app to listen to any of my shows or find some new favorites. If you'd like to contact me with questions, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram or send an email to info at drstephenfarmer.com. You can also find lots of material on that website, drstephenfarmer.com, so please feel free to explore. 
Please also know that by sending a question, you're giving me permission to possibly use it in a future podcast so others may benefit from it. And to close, I'd leave you with the four most important words to take with you. Gratitude, love, compassion, and forgiveness. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.